I haven't been to Kentucky since the war started. Everything has changed so much. That's to be expected, Lizzie. Perryville is still beautiful, though. Don't you agree, Sebastian? Indeed. I'll be glad to see Amelia again. We've not met since we were in school together. She was born here in Perryville, you know. But I worry about coming here now. The Confederate Army is not far away, and there have been skirmishes for months. Are you sure this is the safest place to test your new machine? Probably not. But the test must be done under actual battlefield conditions. And if it works, it could turn the tide of war for the Union. What troubled my mind is, your being here. You should have stayed in New York with your father. And we've already had this discussion, Sebastian. My place is by your side. But it's not safe for you. It's not safe for you, either. Any danger I face here is less frightening than being stranded in New York, not knowing where you were or whether you were safe. You are too obstinate, Elizabeth. Uh, just stay away from the workshop, please. If the Confederates discover what we're building, there will be trouble. My invention is too dangerous to them. They'll have to try and stop us. I promise. I'll sip lemonade with Amelia and read Father's new treatise on alkalines and be a demure wife. <laughs> Why don't I believe that? <laughs> because you know me too well. Four hours on the train and now another hour without a rest? How much longer do you think we'll be? I don't know. Driver? How much longer, driver? Wilson, sir. I beg your pardon? Corporal Jacob Wilson, that's me. 14th Pennsylvania Sharpshooters. Captain Shepard sent me for you. Begging your pardon, sir, but are you THE Sebastian Blackburn? Blackburn's clockwork appendages? Why, yes, Corporal. He is THE Mr. Blackburn. I knew it. You are a genius, Mr. Blackburn. A genius. Cunning things, those appendages. I have one myself. I lost my leg at the Battle of Chattanooga. Thought I'd never walk again. But the doctor fitted me with one of your appendages, and I'm right back in the fight. Keep this old girl oiled and wound. Take care of her proper. She takes care of me. I see you have one yourself. Did you lose your hand in the war? In a workshop accident. Hmm. Makes more sense than in battle. Why would an Englishman fight in an American war, after all? Besides, I thought you English were going to take the rebels' side. What? How much longer to Dr. May's house? Mr. Blackburn has a project to see to. It's not long now. Less than five miles. Once we get clear of these woods, you'll be able to see the plantation. Not that it's Dr. May's property. It's his father-in-law's, I understand. He took off up north once the Confederate Army encamped at Paducah. And who can blame him? This is no safe place for civilians right now, especially with the raids. Raids? What raids? There have been two attacks on that warehouse where your project was being worked on. My entire section was detached from Buell's army just to guard the place. Don't worry, sir. We beat them back and barely a scratch among us. What exactly are you working on in there, Mr. Blackburn? Must be important if the rebels want to see it that bad. Oh, Sebastian, do you hear that? It's just foraging parties, ma'am. Some of the boys, they get tired of biscuits and jerky, so they'll sneak off in the woods and see if they can hit a rabbit. They're not supposed to, but can you blame them? Whoa, 
That was close. Not even a poacher's aim is that poor. They're aiming at us. Faster, Corporal. We've had marksmen taking shots at some of your builders, sir. But they've never come this far east of town. Marksmen can acquire horses, Corporal. Hurry along! <gasps> Lizzie! Elizabeth! Get us to the house now, Corporal! Now! Gypsy Audio presents Episode 1 of the Blackburn Gaslight Adventures, The Lachesis Project, written and directed by A.J. Clarkson. Put me down, Sebastian. I, I can walk. Just be still, Lizzie. Save your strength. Get the door, Corporal. What the hell happened? Somebody shot at my carriage. They shot my wife. Put her down over here on the divan. Shepard. Shepard, are you out there? I need my bag. Now. You're Dr. Mays. Richard Mays? Yes. Ma'am, what are you feeling right now? I'm all right, really. Just my head hurts. She was unconscious for several minutes. She's only just come round, and I couldn't starch the bleeding. Head wounds bleed much more than other injuries, sir. Just let me examine her. Here's your bag, Doctor. Mrs. Mays has sent for water and fresh towels. Thank you, Captain. Mr. Blackburn, if you would step back, you're in my light. Come away, sir, and let the doctor work. Here, let me get you some brandy. Trust me, it settles the nerves. No, nothing for me. Thank you. You're Captain Shepard. William Shepard, Captain of the 14th Pennsylvania Sharpshooters. At your service, sir. I presume you are Mr. Blackburn? Yes, yes, yes. Captain, somebody shot at our carriage, and unlike the corporal, I do not suspect a poacher's poor aim. This was deliberate. Somebody tried to kill us, and nearly killed my wife. Your regiment was assigned to protect this endeavor, and- Sir, please, calm yourself. I'll send a detail to search the woods, but surely the shooter has fled by now. How did the shooters learn that we were arriving today? That's just it. They they shouldn't have. Not through any military channels. Um, but this is Kentucky. Half the population is sympathetic to the Confederate cause. General Smith of Tennessee has an entire regiment solely of Kentucky volunteers. Much of the populace would gladly pass along information about you and your wife. And all the activity at your workshop cannot be overlooked, even here in the countryside. Gossip is already rife about your work. People are saying that you're conducting unnatural experiments in there? That your work is the cause of <laughs> the cause of ghosts. Ghosts? What are you talking about, man? Just foolishness. Some of the pickets say they've seen dead soldiers walking at night. Haints and ghouls. People are nervous about the army and about your work, but their imaginations run wild with the most foolish notion. Uh, unfortunately, spies are paid to listen to such idle gossip and draw the correct conclusions. Yes, yes, I understand your point, sir. What I want to know is what you intend to do now. I can establish a guard here at the house to protect your wife, and I've already arranged an escort for you. The workshop has a heavy guard, but frankly, sir, the best answer is undoubtedly to conduct your tests as quickly as possible. The sooner your work is concluded, the sooner you'll no longer be a target. I agree. Damn it! I shouldn't have brought Lizzie to this place. I should have insisted she stay with her father. You could not have predicted this, Mr. Blackburn. I couldn't. I put my wife into a battlefield. I... 
Doctor, will my wife recover? She was extremely lucky. The bullet just glanced off her temple. We took her upstairs. Oh, thank God. May I speak with her? My wife is helping her change and getting her settled. Then I want her to rest. Don't worry. She's in good spirits. She said for you to go on to the workshop, and she will see you at dinner. Damn it, damn it. Mr. Blackburn, I assure you, your wife is in good hands. Go on, tend to your work. No harm will come to her while she's under my roof. You'll send a message if anything changes? Of course. Uh, very well. Captain, I'm at your disposal. This way, sir. No. Lizzie, don't go to sleep. Richard says you have to stay awake. Until we're sure your, your brain isn't seriously injured. I'm not going to sleep. I am just waiting for this bed to stop spinning. Come on. Sit up a little and have some water. Thank you. Dear Amelia, I had no idea our reunion would be this melodramatic. I am so embarrassed. Good heavens, Lizzie. What reason is there to be embarrassed? You were attacked. <laughs> Besides, you always enjoyed making a grand entrance. See, I knew I could make you smile. Well, did you see Sebastian? How is he? He wasn't hurt. I only saw him in passing, but... No, he didn't seem to be injured. He was agitated, true. But that's understandable. Captain Shepard is, is taking him to the workshop. Oh, good. Work always settles his nerves. Oh, oh, Amy, my head hurts so. Do you think there'll be a scar? There will be if you don't stop fussing with the bandages. Leave it alone, dear. Drink your water. If you can stomach that, you can have some beef broth later. Oh, beef broth. Must you? <laughs> Ah, ladies, my apologies for intruding. Dr. Mays asked me to come up and check on his patient. Dr. Fuller, how good are you? Lizzie seems to be doing well. She's taking some water, at least. Well, Amelia, I am not addle-witted. I can answer for myself. <laughs> oh, Dr. Fuller, this is my dearest friend, Mrs. Elizabeth Blackburn. Lizzie? This is Dr. Avery Fuller. He's a surgeon, like Richard. <laughs> Hardly a propitious time for introductions, but, well, needs must. Now, have you had any nausea? Vomiting? Some nausea at first, but it's past. I see. Dizziness? Double vision? Some dizziness, but nothing serious. Only my head hurts something terrible. Well, that's to be expected, Mrs. Blackburn. Hmm, let me see. Your pupils are equal, and yes, they react normally to light. Well, time will tell, but I suspect Dr. Mays is correct. You will recover. Thank you, Doctor. But tell me, do I detect a Virginia accent? You do, sir. Shenandoah Valley, to be precise. My father taught natural history at Washington College. He is an expert in chemistry. Chemistry? How very interesting. But he no longer teaches. 
No, no, he resigned after the attack on Fort Sumner. He doesn't hold with succession or armed insurrection against the government. I see. His politics hold with mine, then. My people are from Norfolk. I, too, left after Fort Sumter. It was an insupportable attack. Where is your father now? He's in New York with my brothers. Why aren't you there with him? Surely he can't approve of your traveling through such dangerous territory. I suspect he has little to say on the matter. Lizzie always did go her own way. Amy, that is unfair. You lead Dr. Fuller to believe that I'm an impious child. No, Doctor, my father sent me to stay with family in England at the beginning of this hostilities. He thought I wouldn't be safe if I stayed here. I can't say I was pleased with his decision, but that's where I met my husband, so perhaps it turned out for the best. That uh, tall, brooding gentleman stalking through the parlor earlier? That's him, Sebastian Blackburn, the inventor of the clockwork appendage. We came back to Kentucky for his work. He's doing some research for the Union Army. Uh, what sort of research? Is it to do with that enormous bomb the Army has constructed south of town? I'm sorry, sir, but I can't discuss it. Surely you can share with a fellow expatriate Virginian? I am sorry, sir. Uh, uh, of course, of course. The Army does lack its little secrets. And I'm so inconsiderate, quizzing you when you should be resting. Excuse me, ladies. I'll leave you in peace. Of course, Doctor. Dr. Fuller is a charming man, don't you think? And he's been a good friend to Richard. Oh, he's charming, certainly. But his questions make me nervous. Not that I doubt his sincerity, mind you. But if he can make the connection between Sebastian and that workshop, who else can do the same? Oh, Amelia, is Sebastian in danger? Don't think about that, Lizzie. He's with the captain and half a regiment of good soldiers. They'll look after him. He'll want you to look after your own health. Here, take some more water. <sighs> hmm. Hmm. The joints look satisfactory. Did you have any trouble sealing the boiler from the driver's chamber? No, sir. Your schematics were very clear. Good. It wouldn't do to have a superheated steam escaping onto the driver or the gunner. So, what do you call it? Hmm? What? Oh, I haven't named it yet. Armored artillery, perhaps. Hmm, maybe. Armored artillery? I don't follow, sir. Come and look. It looks sort of like a train's engine compartment. Uh, except it's entirely enclosed. That makes sense. It's patterned on a train engine. Conventional artillery is problematic on the battlefield. It's difficult and dangerous to get into a useful position. It can only be moved so far forward in battle before it becomes vulnerable to enemy artillery. Its fire has only limited effectiveness against enemy positions. Plus, the artillery must keep sending back for more powder and shot. If it can't be resupplied, then the cannon is useless. Naturally. This armored artillery is different. It's a steam cannon, enclosed entirely in armor, and set on wheels. It's self-powered, so no horses can be shot out from under the harness. The engine also powers the cannon, so no powder is needed. Only canister shot, 
which can be stored down there. Do you see it? That compartment behind the left-hand seat. Correct. The cannon's breech loading, so the gunner can load it without climbing out, which of course would leave him vulnerable to enemy fire. The armor means that the driver need not worry about enemy fire, either artillery or small arms fire, which means the cannon can be moved as far forward as the battle requires. Ah, <sighs> okay. What are these narrow slots in the front for? That allows the driver to see out. It also allows both he and the gunner to fire rifles if necessary. This, oh, wow, this is astonishing. Where did you get the idea? Well, England leads the world in modern engineering. There are two or three engineers there working on similar designs, not military applications, of course. Hmm. Edward Lancaster, an engineer in Birmingham, has designed a steam-powered passenger vehicle that will run without tracks, as a train does. I studied under him for a while. Brilliant man. What is the armored artillery's travel range, and how effective is the armor? The armor can withstand a single explosive shell strike with only minimal damage. Repeated strikes will slowly break through, but the outer limit has yet to be tested. I wanted to make it stronger, but the weight became a problem. As for the travel range, I can only estimate now.、Hmm. Assuming only three shots a minute and tr- moderate travel. It can move independent of maintenance or supervision for perhaps 45 minutes, approximately. The field test will tell us more. Of course, my own designs are not perfect. In heavily forested areas and on hilly ground, its mobility is severely curtailed. And if the engine fails, it's nothing but a tin can sitting on the battlefield. But bearing that in mind, I think it would be useful. I want to see how it performs in actual battlefield conditions. If all goes well, the army is prepared to start production immediately.、Uh, useful? You think it will be useful, Mr. Blackburn? This armored artillery is revolutionary. It will change the face of battle. Assuming the tests will go well.、Uh, well, of course, that goes without saying. But if the Confederates knew what was in this workshop, they'd surrender immediately. Or they'd try and kill us before we could conduct our tests. Speaking of trying to kill us, Mr. Blackburn, you need to get somewhere safe. We can't spare you, Corporal Wilson. Corporal, come here. Captain, it's another raid. They started approaching us as soon as the sun set. We can see them moving in the trees. The boys are firing, but the revs aren't falling back. I'll be there directly. Get a detail and take Mr. Blackburn to safety. There's an enclosed workshed at the back of the shop. You must keep him safe, no matter what. If the Rebs get into the shop, take Mr. Blackburn out the back and get him back to the house. Do you understand? Now see here, Captain. I will not. With all due respect, sir, I don't have time to argue. You may be a brilliant engineer, but this is my field of expertise. Trust me to do my job. Corporal Wilson, do you understand your orders? Yes, sir. Good. Now go. Workman. You know the drills. Get to your safe zones. Smitty, Lloyd, Gregory, on me now. Corporal, the Rebs are coming, and we need to get this man to safety. Yes, Corporal. At least let me have a pistol, damn it. In a moment, sir. Stick close to us, boys. Let's move. In here, sir. Keep out of sight, boys. On the door. They're breaking through. Dear God. What are they? Fall back, boys! Regroup inside the workshop. Mr. Blackburn, they're breaking through. Get ready to run. I'm not going anywhere. Give me a pistol, damn it! Here. 
Careful. It's loaded. I think I can be trusted to handle a pistol, Mr. Wilson. Never doubted it, sir. Heads up, boys. Here they come. Wait for it, boys! Fire! Corporal Wilson, all clear. All clear, Mr. Blackburn. So I gathered. I think I'll hold on to the pistol, if it's all the same to you, Corporal. Is everybody all right in here? Mr. Blackburn? Yes, yes, I'm fine. What about your men? Some casualties. I've sent for Dr. Fuller. Captain Shepard? Um, Captain, would you come look at this? In a minute. Sir, I really think you'll want to see this now. Fine. What is that? It's one of the Rebs, sir. I think. It's horrific. Dear God, it's a monster. I think I'm going to be sick. I think we're not the only ones who's been experimenting. Tonight's episode of The Lachesis Project was written and directed by A.J. Clarkson. Sebastian Blackburn was played by James Leeper. Elizabeth Blackburn was played by Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard. Richard Mays was played by Chris Canary. Captain Shepard was played by Ben Tupin. Corporal Wilson was played by Mike Stokes. Dr. Fuller was played by Abner Sinaris. Amelia Mays was played by Brittany Williams. The Workman was played by Glenn Haskell. The Soldier was played by Taylor Kent. The Lachesis Project is produced by Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard. Music was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Sound effects were provided by freesound.org. The Blackburn Gaslight Adventures and the Lachesis Project are protected by a Creative Commons license 2012. Our executive producer is gypsyaudio.org. I'm A.J. Clarkson. Thank you for listening. <laughs>